Welcome back to another episode of Corked Up. I'm Jess Kleinschmidt. And I'm Rachel Luba. Cheers. I love seeing you twice in a week, babe. You're not sick of me yet? I can never be sick of you. I make sure that that is recorded in case I ever do become sick of you. So this episode is... I'm excited about it because I get to learn a lot, which which are always my favorite episodes. But before we dig into it, my love, will you tell the wonderful people and the not-so-wonderful people listening what our wine word is. Our wine word is tax. Yeah, and there's a lot that we're gonna talk about with taxes, but before we dig into that, we want- Can I preface this with, don't turn this off yet because you heard the word tax and you're like, ew, gross, why do I wanna listen to tax? We're gonna make it Actually, it's interesting. It's like the sexy version. This is the jock version of tax. Yes, it's the sexy version of taxes, so. Hmm. I never thought I would actually say that sentence ever in my life, Um, but here it is. Um, But before we dig into the sexiness of taxes, we want to give a shout out to Liam Hendricks, who is the AL reliever of the year. Um, He doesn't drink, but we're going to drink for him. So there is that. Cheers to that. Cheers. Was not proud of you, Liam. Yeah, I was drinking last night when I got the news, but I couldn't announce it until this morning. And I was very excited and um, he's great. And he makes, he made, hopefully they'll try and bring him back, bring him back. But anywho, we are pumped for you. Um, Well-deserved. And I could watch him pitch all day and I could interview him all day too. He's the best. So let's dig into the fun stuff, the, the sexiness of taxes. So the, you wanted to talk about the jock tax. I had no idea what this was until somebody tweeted it to you and I saw it and I'm like, WTF is a jock tax. So the, as you usually do, so absent-minded people like myself can understand it. What is a jock tax and what does it have to do with free agency and players and all that stuff? Yeah, so uh, the jock tax, I don't know, some people maybe are familiar with it, some aren't, um, but just to kind of give you a little like breakdown of exactly what it is, what happens is your t- players are taxed, not based on you. So you have like your, um, your domicile, right? This is going to get a little legalese because that's what it is. And there's also a lawsuit with it right now, but your domicile is where you are living. Um, it's like your main state of residence, right? That's the state that you pay taxes in mm-hmm. and all the states, right? Have different tax percentages and codes. So what happens is when a player is playing, let's say you play for the Dodgers, right? You're not taxed as if you're playing, you know, even let's say your domicile, right? You have your residence set up in Texas. You still have to pay for the days that you spend in California. But what happens is it's not just all 162 games that you're taxed in California, you're only taxed based on the actual number of games that you play in California. So the other games that you're pl- that you play in um, other states, you're taxed for those days, basically those days in other states. So if you think that <laughs> your accounting and your taxes are a nightmare, if you're not an athlete listening to this, then I am almost positive that your taxes are not nearly as shitty as an athlete's 
because you literally like they have to pay when they play four games in Kansas City, Missouri, they're paying a Missouri tax. A lot of times too, they're going to pay a Kansas City tax too. So for like the city, what happens is, so that's kind of the jock tax. So it's why athletes, jocks are paying taxes, right? In all these different places, different amounts. And the way that they break it down, um, the actual days that you're taxed are called duty days. Um, so it's days that you're either, if you show up for an appearance, it counts. Like if you have to go to New York for work for an appearance, right? That's a duty day. Um, if you play in an all-star game, right? So instead of having 162 duty days that you're working, you have, if you play, let's say in the all-star game, that's two up two more days. So you might have 164 right? Days total. And then, so they divide basically all of your duty days. You, they divide the days that you're in that city or that state, right? By your total duty days. And that's the tax that you owe for that specific area. Okay. Um, so if that, does that make sense? So it far? does. I do have a question about duty days though. Um, so it, that could be more than just a game, right? So like if your duty could right. be yeah. an appearance or a signing or something like that. Yeah. So what happens is they also do like pre like training camps. So for NFL players, right. When they go for training camps, the one, um, so spring training would count. However, Arizona is the one state that counts duty days differently. They don't count. It starts the first day of your regular, um, your regular season that they really count it. They don't count anything else because it would be a massive like disadvantage to play for a team that had spring training in Arizona, right? As opposed to Florida, because Florida, Florida doesn't have a state tax. So okay. they're not even going to tax you for duty days at all. Like you don't pay a state tax there. So what happens is, and the tax code is always changing. Um, recently, like uh, Trump got rid of, I believe the credit that you would get towards so if you're paying other taxes in other states for these other duty days, you would write it off, I believe, for your other California state or for like, let's say if I'm in California, right, I get to like get credited for the state taxes because I'm not I don't need to pay the full California state tax if my domicile like my home state is California because I have to pay it for other states. Okay. Trump got rid of that. So now, because they don't want states with really high taxes to benefit, basically. So it kind of hurts you, right? You're paying double tax, if that makes sense. It, it um, does. Okay. So basically, um, what happened in, so this is a whole mess just to begin with when players, and it's something players factor in when they're deciding where to play. Um, or where to sign for free agency. What are, what's the outlook of that from a player's perspective? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'll explain that. But first, let's talk about like the jock tax um, in Pittsburgh that there's a whole lawsuit right now over. So for the last three years, what happened was Pittsburgh, the city of Pittsburgh was charging tax, like they can charge a tax uh, when athletes play in their city. But where it became unconstitutional was because they were charging, if you were a resident in the, like the um, boundaries of Pittsburgh, then you were charged a 1% tax for the days that you were there. 
if you were not a resident within the city of Pittsburgh, you were charged for the days that you were there, you were charged a 3% tax. So there's a, like, I'm in the Constitution, you cannot discriminate based on, um, you cannot discriminate in a way where you would favor basically um, intrastate, like commerce and trading over interstate. So they want to make sure that trade and all of that flows freely from state to state. Okay, that's like the main goal of it. Right. If you tax people lower, if you live there, right, you're basically favoring the people that live inside the, that city, those boundaries, and you're discriminating against those who don't. So now there's, they're at a disadvantage, you're discriminating against them. And now that would basically cause, in theory, the reason this was set up, right? Well, I don't want to go play in Pittsburgh at all, ever. I don't want to sign with a team that's going to have to play in Pittsburgh because I'm going to get charged 3%, right? Instead of the one, because like they discriminate, right? So you can't, and they can make everyone pay 3%, that's fine, or everyone pay 1%, but they can't discriminate based on people who live there and people who don't. So for the last three years, they've been doing this and players have been paying. Um, there's, I think there was even a case, um, I know it's like in the NFL, I think Antonio Brown, there was some other player, one, like they both played in Pittsburgh or in Pittsburgh for the Steelers, but one technically had his house in the, uh, like perimeter of Pittsburgh and one had a house technically outside. And so they paid different amounts. Interesting. And so Pittsburgh will argue it's a usage fee, right? It's a fee for playing in the facility, like in our city. However, for a football player, you can't really, it's hard to win that argument when they're going to pay if they're there for four days where they're, you know, um, just in that city, but they only use the field, Heinz Field, for one day, then that's, that should only be a one day usage fee, right? Not four. But, and then the other issue with it is a fee should be a flat fee, right? Shouldn't change. However, if you impose, if it's a tax, if you're paying a percentage on your salary, that's different. Everyone's is different depending on what you make. That's not a fee, that's a tax. So it's unconstitutional basically. And so for the last three years, what happened was they were paying all these athletes in the NHL and the NFL and MLB were paying taxes that were discriminatory based on whether you're a resident or not and it is now being challenged and if they win the lawsuit then basically they're going to get refunded that two percent extra that they were paying for all the ones that were paying more um and so that's kind of where the whole jock tax issue um or like lawsuit i guess kind of arise or comes from yeah. right now currently why, why aren't there more lawsuits? I feel like, or, or are there a lot of lawsuits? I feel like with this, there should be a lot because I'm sitting here. I feel like you can be so finicky because you think of like where the teams play, like think about like from, from a Bay area perspective, when they're playing Oakland, they're not staying in Oakland. They're staying in San Francisco. So most other, most other cities like aren't, as far as I know, aren't charging a different tax based on those who live there and those who don't. Okay. Does that make sense? So yeah. the state of California, now, when you go and you play in, if you're in the uh, NL West and you're playing, when every time that you play uh, 
for all the games you play against the Dodgers, let's say you're, um, you play for the Diamondbacks. Every, all the games you play against the Dodgers, all the games you play against the Giants, and all the games you play against San Diego, you add them up, and all the, like, those duty days, and you have to pay those days worth of tax to the state of California. But it's not city-specific necessarily. And if there are city-specific taxes, it, it has to be uniform across the board, right? Depending on resident or not. And um, in general, they can't, like, it, it's the, the city ones are iffy and there are issues with it. Um, but basically that's kind of what, what the jock tax is and what the lawsuit is right now. And it's a big one. So the NFL, NHL, and MLB are all, I think, kind of joined um, in the lawsuit and are suing the city together. So uh, players are submitting basically rebates or, you know, forms to um, basically that show that they were taxed under this and that they want to be refunded if, um, if they win the lawsuit. Gotcha. Wow. So does, that, so does that make sense of the, the that's the job? Yeah, it, it, it makes sense, but it's, it's a lot. Like it's, it just feels like, like you could easily, easily be finicky enough to play both sides. Right. So, like, yes. I think in this one, I think it's pretty clear that it's unconstitutional yeah. and that they won't like, I don't think the gotcha. same, but that's the, like, that is why they made the tax code. Washington made the tax code so confusing. And even lawyers, like I took tax law and it was my least favorite class. And it's so confusing. And there's so many different interpretations of it because in general, they don't want people to really be able to figure it out. Obviously people, a lot of times with a lot of money who, you know, they have, um, very, I already knowledge. struggle with TurboTax, dude. And you want to explain <laughs> shit. I'm like, yeah, I'd be like, Whatever. So they want, basically, there are people that are smart enough, they can find loopholes, and they're not necessarily wrong to find the loopholes. It's basically, it's like, if you can figure out the loopholes, then we'll let you utilize them. But they make it so difficult that most people are just like, I can't, I can't even try. I don't want to try. Yeah. If I mess it up, I'm going to get fine. But there's... It's people so are scared shitless of taxes. And there, there's always those memes where it's like, I'm probably going to get arrested because I clicked the wrong button. Yeah. It's just, and, and that's what it is. It's intimidating. Yeah. And you add all the, all this stuff into it. Like I understand it, but also I'm scared shitless of it. So that could easily play. It's all based on, right. It's all based on like wording, like the wording used too. So like, yeah, this is like not like, so Obamacare initially when it came out, there was a whole fight over if it's considered basically if you didn't pay you had to pay a fee basically if you weren't going to enroll in, I don't know exactly the terms, but I remember learning about this. So if you, you have to pay a fee, they said, um, or, or a tax, if you don't want to basically enroll yourself in the Obamacare. And the, there was an argument over if you, if you're not doing something, then the, if you have to pay money, it's considered a penalty and you can't, Congress doesn't have the ability to penalize people for not paying something. So they had to distinguish that it's not a penalty, it's a tax, even though it's literally the same thing, but it came down to like an entire case on words. Is this a, t a penalty or is it a tax and defining it and figuring out how to like manipulate the, the wording of it. That's why tax, I, I fucking hate it. Um, it's like, so that, this is interesting then, I guess we can, we can kind of segue into, and I'm not bashing on any athlete or something, but when you're coming at somebody with all of these 
I guess the verbiage and the definitions and everything like that, athletes are smart, but like, that's got to be intimidating for them too. So you're thinking of all these things and they're explaining that to them. And then all of a sudden you have this contract or a team that's interested. How does that play into it? Or does it even like how much of a decision maker could this actually be? So it's interesting because I look a lot of, a lot of athletes do consider it when they consider where, where they're going to play. Um, there are, there are also, I know agents who there are teams like the Rangers, I know will pitch. Um, they'll do a whole thing on basically look how much money millions that some of these guys could save if they played in Texas. Sometimes agents don't really want to hear it because you know, they might like to them, if, if an agent is only concerned about like the highest salary that the player can get for their commission, then, you know, even whereas like, if you go and sign in Texas, you might be able to sign, you might sign for, let's say 10 million less, but you might take home the same amount mm-hmm. as if you sign for 10 million more in California. Right, right, right. There are a lot of agents, which I think is, it's wrong. I think I make $10 million a year, but like the taxes fuck me. Yeah. but like but that's that's one thing I think is really wrong about like that agents will do is they'll just ignore like they won't even really talk to their client about that because they would rather their client right go sign in California for 10 million more it's a bigger contract they don't care about the taxes right that agent might be might have his residence in you know Texas so it doesn't matter to him but yeah that's a huge factor right so California essentially I mean if you're smart you should basically be paying a premium to get some of these players because of the, you know, the taxes. Yeah. If you have a signing bonus, so like Mookie was really smart with his deal, the way he had it set up. He had so much in a signing bonus. A signing bonus won't get counted towards the state that you're like, won't get counted towards being in California. He has his domicile in Nashville, I believe. So Tennessee doesn't have a state tax. So that like those millions, I don't know if it was like 60 million, 64 million, or I, there was, I don't know exactly the amount, but that will not be taxed. That will not have any state tax because it will be counted. It's a signing bonus. So signing bonus will be from where his domicile is, not right. California. So it's smart to set up the signing bonus that way. So look like playing in Canada. That's another thing. We probably safely say that like for Bryce Harper, for instance, he, the giants shopped him really hard and, and he did mention the taxes were a factor, but I would assume that issue would must've been tackled right at the beginning. Like we know the taxes are an issue. You're a big name. You, your, your domicile more than likely is going to be in Las Vegas. So how, that had to be one of the first things that they talk about because of the fact that California is known for having a, a, a high tax. Sure. But I mean, I don't know, like maybe he didn't want to, he could have had more structured as a signing bonus. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I guess, I, I guess like I think it would, it would depend on like what, I mean, we don't know. We don't know what happens behind those doors, but like what order, like would he just walk in there and be like taxes? I doubt that's what it was. No, but it's a big, yeah, it's a big it's factor, top five but, thing. I would assume. Yeah. Look, any of the guys are going to, they, they're going to take that into, into consideration when they go play somewhere. Um, obviously it's not the end all be all, but you know, the reality is, I mean, it's the same for Canada and look, these, the blue Jays, they got, they got off, not got off easy, but they, they lucked out in a way this year because they played their games. They didn't have to play 
of the 60 games, any of them in Canada. Canada, I believe it's like a six or it's like a 53 or something percent state tax or like tax that they would have to pay. They're not in Canada long enough to be considered residents. So they're non-resident like uh, just workers basically, but they do have to pay taxes for the time they're there. And that's over half of their salary is gonna go to Canada. That sucks. So they, the Blue Jays this year, because they played New York, Granted, New York is not a low state, you know, tax state, but it's still better than paying over half your salary to Canada. That's really interesting. Huh. Just because we don't, I mean, I, I honestly, probably because the Giants shopped Bryce so hard, taxes weren't always on my mind until obviously I moved to California full time and saw the amount of money they took out of my paycheck. And then I was like, oh. Hmm. Imagine comparing this to what somebody as of Bryce Harper's. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I love California born and raised here, but like my agency's based out of Washington state. Smart mama. Smart. Don't tell the IRS. (laughs) No, it's fine. Whatever. I'm not doing anything illegal. I just like, I can't spend more than, you know, six months. Um, in California, because like, I don't want to get taxed at California tax rate sucks. I've always said this too. Like, I think the ones who get (laughs) screwed the most are like the, the diamondbacks, for example, because they're paying, they're paying like the teams that they play are in California, but they don't even get the benefit of living in California. Like there's, there's, there is like a slight, like, kind of advantage or there's something at least that makes it somewhat bearable and in a lot of ways not but like look California's beautiful um you know especially on the coast like I love I get why people are willing to pay the taxes to live in California I sometimes get it not always but yeah well whatever you love California I mean, I do, but like, I'm also kind of a hick. So I feel like I'm very much like not welcomed here a lot because Bay Area country is not country. Like there's a country bar that I like to go to and it's not country. It's Bay Area country, which is like watered down country that people make fun of. Like that's not, that's, so it's fine. And also everything's shut down right now. So I don't even feel like I'm in California. It just feels like I'm in where everybody else is, but that's, you know, that's a that's an off the record, an off the recording type of thing. I hear you. I mean, look, I yeah, I like I love it here, but I I get I get it from a tax a tax standpoint and that's it's a real factor when players are, you know, thinking of where do I want to sign, especially if you're signing for a lot of money like I don't care that you can roll your eyes and be like, yeah, well, they make so much money. But, right. you know, when you're paying, you know, five, six, seven, eight million in tax, you're essentially, if you live in California as an athlete, you're basically paying over a little, like over or exact, or at least 50% of your salary. Just chop it in half. It goes to. Yeah, that's. People, people were making jokes when Trout signed. And they were like, the biggest winner here is the state of California. Yeah. They're getting a lot of money. 
And, I, and maybe I'm like overthinking this because like I'm the queen of that. But I think about like when guys want to go to their last place that they want to play a sport. I know the A's are kind of popular for that. You have like Garcia Parra, or Frank Thomas, or those guys. They know that they're only going to play there for a year. So their domicile more than likely isn't going to be there. But you think of like the guys who are like, oh, I'm on my way to retirement. Maybe I'll sign a four or five year deal because I'm pretty sure this is where I want to spend the rest of my life or where the, where the schools and like, they're good for my kids and my wife likes it here, what have you. But I don't know. And I, I don't know if I'm like not computing it, but will that play a factor into like some, the end of a guy's career or a woman's career? Yeah, so I as mean, far as staying away from California, maybe. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, any any state with high taxes, it's, it's going to be a factor. Now, look, like, if you love California, th- there are some people that it, it's worth it. Um, and they just love California. There are enough good things about the state that it's worth it to them. But there are plenty that it's not. I mean, there are a ton of players that live in and make their domicile in Florida. And, you know, look, the, the in Arizona, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, what happens is, so a lot of states have like a minimum requirement of time, either that you have to live there to pay tax to be considered to like pay taxes there or for that to be your domicile. Um, so, you know, okay. For example, Bauer, his domicile, he set it up in Texas and he was smart when he got drafted because he signed, he was the last of like the major league deals that they gave out in the draft. Um, and so he had his signing bonus basically spread out a little bit. He didn't get it all at once because he he's from California, but he wanted to reestablish his residence in Texas because no state taxes there. So he was smart about it, but now, so his, his domicile is Texas. Um, but again, when he plays in Ohio, he's been paying like Ohio taxes there. All of his baseball salary is taxed either in Ohio or the, uh, and then the other places and cities that or states that he plays in. But any of his non-baseball like team salary that he makes So, you know, if he has any other companies, properties, all that, like that's other income that's taxed. That goes to basically Texas and there's no state tax there. So he doesn't pay state tax on that. I wonder how many people after listening to this are going to be like, well, Trevor is probably not going to go to a California team. I I mean, people will say. Well, at least you know that mama knows what she's talking about when it comes to taxes. So look, this is. I think one of the most important things is like, it's not saying that players won't go there. It's just, you got to get creative with how you structure the contract. And so, I think that's what's really interesting is, is I've learned so much about like, and this was from the beginning with like the green M&M story that we, that we made up, but, and that's, what's cool about the contracts is you can literally put anything in there. And when you're coming into it with a smart mind and you do explain this stuff that this is, this is broader than at, you know, athletes. I wish I would have, done this when I got the NBC job, damn it. Like, it would have been like, can you give me a signing bonus and then we'll have it go to my Nevada like, residence? Cause girl, when I got my first paycheck, I was like, where's, where's, where's the rest of it? And so the, like the one thing that, um, I always like thought was interesting. So in Europe, cause when I lived in Spain for that year, they tax you, like the taxes you pay. So like, um, you know, any like tax on goods or anything like that. Um, 
you, when they show you the price tag, they don't show you with taxes. They just show you without. Whereas like, well, a lot of ours is like the taxes are factored in kind of thing. Um, so they won't, so then it's like, and they pay you, I believe like the paychecks were the same way, if I remember correctly, of you have to pay it. I could be wrong on the paychecks, but I believe it was like, you have to like submit like a separate check basically that you owe back to the government. But when you have to take out, when you have to, when you see just, look, this is all the stores charging you this amount. And then all of a sudden you go and you ring it, like they ring it up, but now it's like way more. And you're like, oh my God, like the government's taking all that money from me. It, instead of just like the stores doing it or whatever. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Like imagine if you got your full paycheck and then you had to go write a check to the government for all your uh, taxes that they were supposed to withhold. Interesting. Yeah. You, I think you would feel like more upset because you have the money in your hand. Like this is what I've earned. And you have to give it, give it. And then I have to go give you like half of it. As opposed to just doing just it. Never seeing it. Really. Before I even know. That's fair. Yeah. Cause then like, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I've learned a lot from you, Rachel, again, and taxes are a big thing. That's I really hate taxes. My, my grandpa's a tax attorney, so he helps me with my taxes. And my mom was so upset. She was like, when I still had him helping me with my taxes, she was like, you took tax on, you're an attorney too. I'm like, you don't get it. It but. goes to show like how complex it actually is. Yeah. So, so hmm. I hate taxes. So yeah, I do too. I mean, Ugh. Drink to that like 20 times. Not wanting to do, we, I mean, we're not, I'm not, I do do my taxes for the record. I'm actually a very proud adult so that I've been doing taxes since I was 15. So, my grandpa still helps. Mama got her first paycheck yeah. when I was 15. Never looked back. Yeah. So, all right, my dear. Well, thanks for teaching me all the things. And, um, I'm looking at the whole Bryce Harper thing to the giants a little bit differently now. Cause you mentioned the taxes and I realizing like it's a lot to process, but hopefully we'll see what happens, but yeah. It'll be, it's always, it's always an interesting factor for sure. So, well, thanks for joining us on this episode of Corked Up and we hope to teach you something next time. And, uh, don't forget to do your taxes cause it's very important because yes. we don't want to not be doing that. <laughs> no, we don't. And on that note, hopefully you learned something and you, that was a sexier version of taxes, kind of. I think we made it about as sexy as you possibly can. Because That's fair. I mean, it's taxes for crying out loud. Like, there's nobody on earth who could be like, let's make it sexy. But we, we, pay, we came pretty damn close, I feel. As, yeah. Maybe as long as you're watching this, like, with the visual version... <laughs> Maybe if you're just listening to it, it's yeah, it's probably not as sexy if you can't see us. <laughs> That's why Will's always like, put your faces on me. Yeah, he gets it. He gets he it. He's, so, he's, he's also a man, so he definitely understands. All right, we'll see you next time, guys. All right, bye, guys. Cheers. <laughs>